Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to the Home Record Podcast. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Monique. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing fantastic as Yay. always. And for anybody watching right now, yes. we are actually in our living room. Yes, we have a little bit of a different yeah. setup today and there's a good reason why. Yeah, we just finished watching the movie that we're going to be reviewing and talking about today. Or they tonight. live. They live. And we did a watch along for a bonus. I was hoping you were going to leave that to the end. Oh. But that's okay. Whoops. Cat's out of the bag. Yep. Way to blow the spot. I apologize. Nice going. Anyway, yes. So, yeah, we just finished watching uh, They Live, and we're going to talk about that movie. Yes. Right now, aren't we? Yeah, so this movie was... I think, actually, before we do that, why don't we get all the the, the plugs, anything like that, out of the way so that we can just get into the movie and then just... That sounds good. All right, so social media-wise, how can people find you, my lady? Find me on social media at underscore Monique Giselle underscore, and that's with one L. And uh, that's to follow me on Twitter. I also just made a Twitter account for my hypnotherapy account. So it's at Monique P-C-H-T. Find me on there and add me. And then you can go to my website, tarotbymonique.com, and find me on Etsy, Wonders by Monique. And check out my new website, innerstandingshypnosis.com. There you go. Yeah, I got that set up. Woo! Excellent. Yes. And then you can find me. I'm on Twitter at the Alexarion, alexarionfitness.com. I don't go on Twitter much anymore at all, but if you want to follow me there in case I ever decide to go back on and start posting again. But don't yeah. hold your breath. And as far as the podcast goes, we are on social media. We have a Twitter account, which is... At Pod And our website... HomeWreckerPodcast.com. There you have it. Yeah. So anything else you want to plug or um, get in before we get into the movie? Yes. I am doing a group hypnosis session for Inner Child on Wednesday, August, I believe it's the 25th at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. So if you want to get in on that, there's still a few spots available. I don't know by the time this airs if there will be. Because I'm trying to keep it small. But yeah, just go. I've been putting links out. We'll include it in the show notes. Sign up and you can join the group hypnosis session. There you go. Meet your inner child. Get to know them. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So they live. Let's get into it. 1988 John Carpenter movie starring 
Rowdy Roddy Piper. The Rowdy One. Yes. Yes. And for anybody watching, <sighs> all my notes are here on my phone. <laughs> so I'm going to be looking at this quite a bit. That's okay. Do you want to kind of talk about our childhood memories of this movie first? Yeah, why not? Okay. Yes, yes, it's the wonderful thing about about this show. We don't plan anything. We just gotta, we just do it. We, we just want. gotta go. Yeah, I, I I remember the first time I saw this movie. I think it was in like the early '90s because I didn't see it when it first came out. I didn't see it in the theater or anything like that it, because I think it, it's rated R, right? Yeah, it's an yeah. R. Yeah. So I I didn't see it uh, then, and I want to say I, I maybe was like in seventh or eighth grade when I saw it for the first time. I can't remember exactly, but I know I was, it, I wasn't in grade school and I I thought it was awesome. Like the first time I'm just like, whoa, this movie is awesome. I knew being a wrestling fan, growing up a wrestling fan, I knew that Roddy Piper, when he retired at WrestleMania three, that that was why he retired was because he was going to do this movie. So it was cool to finally just see the movie, you know, that movie. And of course, by the time I'd seen the movie, he'd been back and everything. So whatever. But yeah, my my first thoughts were it was just it was awesome. Like I I didn't realize how obviously being a a young teenager, I didn't realize the significance of it. Really, uh, that kind of dawned on me a little bit more as I you know got older and started to realize things and see things <laughs> and see how the world really is and how the world really works. But uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely didn't realize the social significance of it mm-hmm. and the impact that it, it it would end up having overall, you know. But yeah, awesome movie. What about you? What were your first memories of it? I was in grade school when I watched it. Holy so cow! Wow. Yeah. So my parents owned the video store, and I loved Roddy Piper. I mean, I still do. He, but just as a kid, he was one of my favorites. I always. I would watch him wrestle, and he was one of those guys who, he was entertaining, and he was funny, and he was clever, and he was really badass, but, like, if you looked at him, he didn't seem like a lot of the other wrestlers, big and strong and super muscular. Um, He seemed kind of like a normal, average guy, but there was, like, this craziness about him, and I just, I love that, and it just, it was something, like, I, I just enjoyed watching him. It just his work really resonated with me. So when I was a kid and my mom and dad had the video store, I wanted to see anything that had Roddy Piper in it. So we'd get the um, WrestleManias. We'd get like different wrestling matches on videotape. And then anytime a movie of his came out, I wanted to watch it. So They Live came out. And this was a movie my brother and I would quote as kids. (laughs) And you talked about like the significance of it. And... I just remember as a kid, I'm enjoying it because it's Roddy Piper and he's really funny and he's badass and he's tough and he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, fight till the end. Then you get older and you start like, think like just throughout my life, things pop up where I'm like, oh, it's they live. Oh, they live. Like you find yourself in those moments. So many times. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then you come to where we are today in 2021 and you're like, holy shit. It's like the movie was telling us. It was trying to like warn us. I mentioned it to you earlier Mm -hmm. Uh, in an interview that I heard with Roddy Piper. He said that this movie was a documentary. Yeah. (laughs) I think think he may have actually, wasn't it? It was uh, his 
when he did his podcast, he had a podcast for a while. And when he did his podcast, he talked about the movie they live. He, he may have had John Carpenter on. I can't remember if it was John Carpenter or Keith David. And uh, I, I think it was John Carpenter. And they talked about, how, and Piper said basically, yeah, your movie ended up being a documentary. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty. And that was back in like 2014, I believe. Okay. He was, but still, I mean, there were yeah. points throughout life where you're like, oh, they live. And I feel like this movie is extremely popular and it's weird because it feels mainstream without being mainstream if that makes any sense i think most people if you know like if you say oh yeah they live they they have an idea they might not have necessarily Uh, watched it but i feel like many uh, people know maybe maybe just in my circle it's been around yeah it's probably just you're in your circles in your Mm -hmm. bubble maybe yeah i mean i don't know I, I guess in my bubble too. I don't know how it is as far as mainstream goes, but I mean, obviously, my circle of friends was a lot of <laughs> a lot of people from wrestling, so they knew they live because of Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. As far as outside of wrestling, I, my my friends network, I, I don't really think that. I mean, I'm sure they've seen they live, but I don't think that they kind of that they get it so much uh, it, it makes me wonder for, for the people who watch they live and love this movie i'm so curious are those the people who are like fuck it's real or are there people who are just like no it's just a good movie that's all it is probably, I'm curious. probably some of both I'm yeah sure. maybe i'm sure so yeah very uh yeah i, I don't know I don't, I don't know how mainstream it i i don't well, you know what? I've got the IMDb pulled up here, so why don't I check and see? Why don't you? What, what the, how it did at the box office, if it was a success or not. The budget was four million dollars, and it made more than that on its opening weekend. So I guess you'd call that a success. It grossed only thirteen million dollars. So, and it looks like it was just a uh, release in the U.S. because it says the worldwide gross was also thirteen million. Hmm dollars so yeah very interesting so i i don't i mean i guess it it doubled the budget so i I guess you consider that as a success and again for coming out in 1988 well then is it maybe more of a cult classic i would definitely call it a cult class for sure but absolutely a cult class i feel like it's somewhere in the middle it could very well be i mean i don't know if it's if it gets a lot of airplay on cable tv or not Mm. I, i don't know if it's hit that kind of a if it's hit the rotation, you know, on 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 like TNT and USA and those the type TVs of channels. don't want to air it. Kinda, they want us to kinda, obey. Kinda, they kinda want us close to stay to, asleep. Kind of hits kind of close to home, don't you mm-hmm. think? Especially for yeah, with everything now, it's crazy. So yeah, I, I yeah, I would say cult classic for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this was definitely a movie that my brother and I we would quote all the time. We we just have fun. It's like. You're okay. You're fucking ugly. <laughs> Formaldehyde face. It's yeah. so good. I yes. mean, there were so many great lines. Chew bubble gum and kick ass, I think, is the most popular line from yeah. this movie. I yeah. quote it all the time and reference it all the time. <laughs> Fantastic. So good. So good. Yeah, just uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff. A lot of memorable lines. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, it's. Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Till tonight, I hadn't seen it again. Uh, I think we watched it maybe two or three years ago, the last time we watched it. Yeah, it's been some years. And so, yeah, watching it again tonight, I was trying to pay attention 
while doing a watch along and, and talking. But I was trying to pay attention to the the uh, what I called the spokesperson. Yes. Uh, uh, a lot. Just try to hear the stuff they were saying, and then you know try to pick up on some of those things, and try to listen to. Was it Gilbert? Was that his name? Gilbert. Yeah. Gilbert. Try to listen to him as he's directing and talking to the, the people in the background while Roddy's having a discussion with, yeah. with the Meg Foster character. I'm trying to hear what he's saying as he's as he's talking because he's to talking the, about numbers. He's yeah, and he's talking about what to do and how to infiltrate the 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 aliens and all that stuff. And I'm trying to listen to it. So yeah, it was just pretty. It was just kind of cool, like trying to pick up on some of the background stuff that was going on and just the attention to detail that. John Carpenter, that the writers, uh, I think he wrote, did he write the movie? Well, it's based off of a short it's based story, off the, yeah, 8 okay. o'clock he did in the, the morning. Yeah, so he did the screenplay. So, yeah, I mean, just but just yeah. everybody involved with the movie and, mm-hmm. and production and all that stuff. It, there was a, a lot of good attention to detail. I f- like, for me, though, every time I watch it, it's one of those movies I just get sucked in, and I'm paying attention to it. And I want to see, like, what did I miss? Is there something I missed? Because I feel like every time I watch it, there might be something that I didn't notice before. Yeah, I mean, so. you were picking up on, you picked up on some stuff, like just random graffiti that was in certain shots and in certain scenes, like the, what was it, 93C in a, yeah, in an upside down triangle? Yeah, 93C in an upside down triangle. Which, which is 33 comes up to 33 because you get the 9 and the 3. So 9 plus 3 is 12. Mm-hmm. 1 plus 2 is 3. And the C is the third letter in the alphabet. So you have your 33 in the triangles. Yeah. I think that's a Masonic reference, I believe. I think, is that a Freemason re- reference? I'm not sure. Not 100 but, but, sure. But, you, but it's the 33 inside of a triangle, which is I'm trying is to look for like symbolism three. and so, like the graffiti yeah. or anything. And I'm like, well, some of the stuff, I think they're just getting shots. Like, oh, a train's going by. Let's get it. But... It's like you never know, like, or what if it was a train going by, but what if there's something there, a significance that wasn't meant to be there? I, you just never know. So I like to yeah. keep an eye out for those things. Yeah, it's it's, it's cool just trying to pick out some of the stuff, mm-hmm. especially, you know, after you've seen the movie so many times, now you can kind of try to focus on other things that are going on instead of what, you know, the main character is yeah. doing or, or whatever. So, but it's still yeah. such a good movie that watching it, yeah. you still those the story is so good that you still get sucked into what's going on. It's, it, I guess, like like, and I'm not trying to be argumentative or anything. I don't know if the story's that. Well, I, I mean, I I don't know. I guess it's it's like, not dialogue heavy. No, not at all. So it's kind of one of those like. They, they, you, you figure out what's going on pretty quick. Yeah. It's not, it's not too convoluted. It's not too complicated. So it's very basic, I guess. So it's not one of those where you have a lot of twists and turns and that kind of thing. It's, it is a very basic storyline. It's basically us against them. Like he figures out real quick, we're being controlled by aliens. Yeah. And he's, got to figure out a way to fight back mm-hmm. and, that, and, and, and that's it like that's that's the story yeah. so it's not like this awesome great greatest story ever i'm not saying that it's just but, for me watching it i always get sucked in because i enjoy it so much i have fun with it it's funny it's intriguing well I, he, I, yeah I, I don't know about i don't know about funny he's he says some funny lines but it's not like Meant for comedy, I don't I'm think. not saying it's meant for comedy. I just find it funny, but I also have a warped sense of humor. So when he's shooting the aliens, I'm like, ha, ha, ha. You know, like, just. 
Yes. I find the humor. All right. So, yeah. Anyway, it's good. It's very good. Very enjoyable. Very enjoyable yeah. film. So, so I, do you want to get into like the, the I mean, we yeah. kind of just said the plot. It, there's really not, I, I don't really want to go through the whole movie scene by scene. No, or no, anything. no. But it stars Roddy Piper. So, Roddy's character doesn't even have a name in the movie like during the movie well it's never meant it's never it's said never mentioned, mentioned yeah in like he's credited as john nada no he's credited as nada. or nada but then in other things that come up they call him john nada what other things that come up he's never um, meant he's, he's never referenced mentioned in, the movie. in like in other things as john in the movie? No, in like publication, like in people writing oh, about it, well that, talking about well it. Well, when you say other things, what does that mean? You, like, like things outside of the movie. So in the movie, he's never mentioned. His name, name is never mentioned. You do not know what his name is. It appears in the credits as nada. Mm -hmm. Which means nothing. In interviews that Piper has done, and that John Carpenter has done, and actually in a special feature that we watched that's on the Blu-ray, because we watched the Blu-ray, we didn't watch it on streaming or anything, they call him John Nada. So they tell you that his name is John Nada, but if you didn't watch any of these special features or hear any of these interviews or read any of these interviews, you wouldn't know that. You'd have no idea what his name was. If you Let's say you checked out, if you watched this in the theater and you checked out as soon as the closing music hits and you just got up and didn't even wait for the cast in the first line to come up you wouldn't even know what his name was yeah because it's never mentioned in the movie at all mm -mm. and then there is keith david as frank yes so i was telling alex anytime somebody has like two first names as like first and last name i always get them confused <laughs> always like want to flip them like wallace sean i always want to call him sean wallace like I, I don't know why my mind does that but it's like keith david i want to call him david keith i don't know why it's just my brain um there's also meg foster as holly thompson yep yep and then also gilbert gilbert is awesome in this movie and that is um peter, peter jason, jason another guy with two first names Yes. So, yeah. That's kind of it in terms of like who more of like known actors. Yeah, correct? they're they're kind of like the main main characters. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, George Flower, Buck Flower, who was the drifter. The drifter being he was the guy who he's in the homeless camp and then he ends up being recruited and he's in the, the, the closing scenes just giving the guys a tour around mm -hmm. the alien base and stuff. So he he's another uh, he wasn't a big actor, but you would like recognize him. Future. He was in Back he, to the Future. He was Red, the drunk guy. That yeah, was he's on the usually bench. like a drunk or, drunk or homeless guy in movies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so I mean he he was in a lot of eighties movies, mm -hmm. I think. But yeah, most people probably recognize him from Back to the Future. If yeah. you've seen Back to the Future a million times, like I have, he's Red. He's the homeless guy on the uh, on the bench sleeping on yeah. the bench. So. Um, yeah. So I feel like. If the movie was well casted and yeah, yeah it's definitely well everyone, cast. yeah, everyone did a really good job. I'm so happy though, Roddy Piper, because when you hear stories about like other people possibly in this movie, I don't know who else was considered. Let for me it. look at the trivia because I because I, I I thought that I didn't know that there were other people considered. For I the thought role. other people. Um, I, I'm wanted not doubting it. it. I'm, I'm not doubting that, but I thought that 
I, I didn't realize Carpenter had anybody else in mind. I thought he wanted I Piper know he for this. wanted Piper, but I thought I had read somewhere that there were other people interested. I could not picture anybody else in that role. Especially think about at the time, who were people that were doing eighties movies, like eighties action movies. Yeah. Who else could it have been? I mean, maybe because he's supposed to be kind of like an everyman. Maybe like a Bruce Willis because he had done Die Hard. But still, I don't know. And he was more like not like a a jacked Arnold Schwarzenegger Stallone type. So Alec Baldwin. Yeah, no. I'm trying to think of people, names I know. Michael Uh, Bean. Yeah, Michael Bean. Okay, he he played Reese in the Terminator movie. Brian Bosworth, Jeff Bridges, Bruce Campbell, Tom Cruise, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Tommy Lee Jones, Michael Keaton, Christopher Lambert, Stephen Lang, Dolph Lundgren, Michael Madsen, Madsen, uh, Bill Paxton, Ron Perlman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Patrick Swayze, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Bruce Willis were all considered. Okay. But by who, though? See, I hate those trivia. Yeah, by who? Because, like, anybody can add but to those. If, anybody if can they have a create role, an IMDb account. Because Piper, at the time, he ended up quitting WWE to do this movie. So right. it's one of those things that if they weren't sure if he was going to do it, you have to prepare for somebody else. So it's possible that if Piper uh, yeah. wasn't going to do it, those are the backup people. I, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lot of backups. Jeez. Well, they do casting. The, the only one that I could see, the, seriously, the only one I could see out of that that list you read is uh, Bruce Willis. I would say maybe Bruce Campbell. Or Michael Bean, actually. Michael Bean might have been good, too, because, yeah, I could see Michael Bean doing it. Because he, he had, you know, like I said, he did The Terminator. He was in Aliens. So I could see him, because he's not too big, not too mm-hmm. jacked. Seems he could, like he could be kind of an everyman, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Piper just. Yeah, Piper. I mean, it's, it's so good. He, yeah. It uh, is like no, facial nobody would have been as good as Piper. No, he he did a great job. But yeah, like with this movie, it just. I'm trying to think, like with casting, like Meg Foster. Eh. Yeah, I could see somebody else playing her. Yeah, I guess. I mean. Frank, I, I really like Keith David as Frank. I th- yeah, Keith David was awesome as Frank. I kind of wouldn't yeah. want, like, like to think of who else it could be. I just feel like he did a really good job, too, though. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I thought the, the whole movie was very well cast. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I can't really, I mean, yeah, you have interchangeable characters, I guess, that you could say, oh, this guy could have been or this girl could have played. But, nah. but the way all the parts came together, it all, just yeah, it all just, so good. Yeah, everything, I think. Worked out for the best. So when you first watched this movie. Yeah. When you saw the aliens, what did you think? Uh, they're aliens. I don't know. I didn't really think anything. Oh. I, th- I, I kind of thought that they looked cheap. Uh, that's That was my first thought was that looks so fake and phony and, and like cheap. But that, that was it. Oh, I thought they looked awesome. All right. Cool. I mean, it doesn't look like, like your typical gray alien, you know, like like yeah. most movies. So, yeah, I, th- I thought that was... It was different. I, I liked that it was different, but it I was thought weird. That it was it almost like really fake. human, almost like a weird bug-eyed zombie-like human. Yeah, yeah. But it was different, and I thought that was really cool because 
again, aliens, you get like E.T. or like these gray things. And they all look the same. And these kind of look like people, like gross, nasty people with big bug eyes. And it was just different and neat. And I don't know. I just, I thought they were really cool. And then, like, the way the story is, it's just like, yeah, you end up like, kind of hating them like i you get what you deserve yeah well i mean once you once you know you they're the bad guys that, that they are basically that your life is a lie and they're controlling everything and, yeah. and everything that you've ever known is completely made up like you're you're essentially you're in the matrix and there's nothing you can created. do about it yeah you 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 right away empathize and and get on the side of of nada Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you've, well, I, and you'd want to kick some ass too if you found out. I feel like it, you it, this movie almost breaks people up into two camps, into the like, yeah, just go along with it, make money, work, you know, Stay obey, asleep, just, just, yeah, li- just go live through the life. American dream, yep. you know that whole deal, sure. or like wake up to it and then realize that there's something wrong, fight back. Do something about Resist. it. Resist. Yes. Yeah. Don't just go back to sleep. Yeah. But yeah. It's, just, uh, yeah. I, I, I got nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just, I feel like it kind of divides it into, and that's why I said before, like, if you watch, if you love this movie, I would think you're on Camp Awake. Camp Awake. Camp Awake. <laughs> compared to Camp Sleep. I don't know. I'm curious. Do you love this movie and you don't give a shit about any of that and- don't care about the truth, let me know. <laughs> I'm not wrapping up the show just yet. Uh, I just want to know. I'm pondering. Okay. I'm like, are we done? <laughs> no. Are keep wrapping it up? No, okay. I just, I wanted to throw it out there because I'm All truly right. curious. Okay. Yeah, so when I watched this movie, I thought the aliens were really cool. I thought, like, Roddy Piper's a badass. And then, like, again quoting everything it was just a really fun movie but like we had mentioned before and i'm thinking about it more and more just the significance and how much it like whoa plays into (laughs) today's like life but even building up and like these little like glimmers of hints you get throughout life and i was thinking about like vince mcmahon and what did vince mcmahon want to do with roddy piper he didn't want him to do this movie he didn't want roddy piper to quit he wanted him to obey you know do what you're supposed to do and roddy piper quit wwe took a chance to go make this movie and it's just like these little things that kind of get you thinking, these little steps, these chances that people take to break away from the norm, the safe thing. Are you trying to say that Vince McMahon is an alien? Yes. Okay. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know he would totally be like one of those alien dudes. if uh, Or the humans working with them. Could very well be. That's my opinion. <laughs> so you think that there's really aliens running? running no, that I'm are just m- saying if the mixed movie in were real. With, mixed in with, uh, with if people. If the movie were real. But I don't know. Like, sometimes I start to wonder, like, anything's possible. You never know. I'm not saying that that is all real. I'm just saying those mentality type people who want to control everything and take over. Well, yeah, not I mean, necessarily. That's, that's aliens. pretty apparent. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's, not, it's out in the open now, everybody. It's not. Uh, it's not under under uh, guys. But people of don't anymore. see it though. No, 
And no, we and we have we people now who are just follow the rules and do this even if you don't want to do it. Obey. Mm-hmm. Consume. Obey. Do not question authority. What are some of the other things that that he saw everywhere? Sleep eight watch hours. Watch TV. Watch TV. Sleep eight hours. Uh-huh. Work eight hours. What was the other eight hours? Marry and reproduce. Marry and reproduce um, was the other one. Yeah, there was a bunch. Yeah. But but it was mostly just oh oh on the money. This is your God. Yes. Yeah. Pretty pretty interesting stuff. Pretty profound. I gotta say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very very interesting. Does it mean anything? Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, I think it, it means it, something to those, like, if you allow it to mean something to you. It definitely, if you, uh, yeah, I mean, you could you could definitely say, you could see how somebody like a Roddy Piper would say, it's like a documentary. Mm-hmm. Definitely could see that. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So what, what um, so you saw this when you were in grade school. Yes. And were you a, since you watched it then, did you then become a regular viewer of the movie? Did you watch it often? Uh, yeah. Okay. So were you like popping in the videotape in like every, every day, every no, week? No, no. How often would you watch the movie? I don't know. I don't remember how often. Uh, I, but I mean, often but it was, enough, on, like, was it on your regular rotation? So I the guess, way it worked is if, so at the video store, we only have so many copies. I, I don't know if we only had one or two copies of that movie. Okay. So if it's rented, if a movie was rented out, we couldn't take it home. So obviously yeah. we would take it like we'd want to watch different movies, but then if we want to watch it, if it was available, we'd take it. So it kind of all depended on when it was available. I see. Yeah. Okay. We're going back like 30 years. So I don't remember how often. I just often, didn't know if it, how often you would watch like, and I'm not saying like an exact thing, but if you would said, oh, I watched it like two, three times a month. Oh, okay. That's pretty regular. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like my brother and I, for the longest time growing up, we would go to uh, the video store that we went to was called Video Movie Land. This is before there was a blockbuster in our town. And we would always rent, we'd rent either uh, Gremlins, The NeverEnding Story, Back to the Future, and uh, or Teen Wolf. It was always those four movies. That was it. We didn't really rent anything else. So that's why I was saying, like, did you have, like, a regular well, rotation of movies? And I had movies or? that, like, I would watch at the video store. I'd watch Clue, but I couldn't watch that movie at the video store because they're swearing. Uh, okay. So that also played a part. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't considered family-friendly. So you weren't allowed to play movies in the video store that were not family-friendly? No, not while it was open. Wow. Your your folks ran a tight ship, huh? <laughs> yeah. They I was like seven. <laughs> wow. Working there it was great. Tremendous. Yeah. Cool. So, what else can you tell us about they live? Any other cool trivia that you looked up? I know the fight scene. We like we talk about it in the watch along. We talk about the oh, fight scene. Yeah, the but fight scene was awesome. That was only supposed to be like I think a minute long. Yeah, they just kept adding to it. Yeah. Yeah, they just kept adding to it. But it works. Yeah, it was it was great. It was fine. It, like, we we were saying uh, on the uh, watch well, along. Well, they can listen to yeah, that. Listen to watch along to hear our thoughts on it. Yeah, but also with that fight scene, too, it is kind of like a pro wrestling match when it's like, okay, who's going to win this? And I, I guess, kind of. Well, because, like, you think it's, okay, it's done. Oh, nope, he's getting up. They're still <laughs> going. Okay, now it's done. Nope, 
okay, he's up there. There they go again. I I, I think it was a, yeah Piper. We watched the special features. Mm-hmm. We watched the making of it, and Piper's talking about the fight scene, saying how it's the closest to a a real life fight scene you're probably going to see in a movie. Uh, I don't know. I think it depends on what you're fighting I, I, about. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know how many real fights would <laughs> would look like that, but it was it was I guess relatively realistic because it wasn't like one of those. It was it was a kind of like a fair like even fifty fifty kind of fight. Yeah, it was pretty know. dirty too. Was yeah. It? Oh yeah, they and they get exactly they pro- they got progressively dirtier mm-hmm. as they got more pissed at each other. Yep. So and in tired. That, in that, yeah, so in that way, it was, I guess, pr- relatively realistic. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, when you have, I mean, you, you saw the guy that was doing the, the fight coordinating, Ken Amadi, I believe, was his name? I don't know. Ken, uh, uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, but, uh, and he's a guy who is just a Hollywood fight, you know, choreographer, and, and him and Piper came up with a lot of the fight. Uh, they, they choreographed it together, but then Keith David added his, so it ended up being like a collaboration between all three and you got what you got finally on film, which is like the super long fight. So yeah, yeah. it was, it was great. It's like never ending. <laughs> it just, no, it keeps just keeps going, going, and going. Like, yeah, the energizer awesome. bunny going and going and going. Good stuff. Yeah. Were there any other scenes that you really loved in this movie? I, I like when he goes into the grocery store after he first finds the glasses and he's walking around kind of seeing everything and noticing everything. And he just starts, he starts in on, this is when he first starts, you know, kind of verbalizing what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing it as the viewer, but you're not, you don't really, and you can see the look on his face. He does a great job conveying his emotion and, and his amazement and disbelief all at the same time, you know, kind of all, he, he wears the, you know, he, he really portrays it well. You can mm-hmm. tell what he's thinking, but then he verbalizes it and he starts coming out with it in the, in the grocery store and it's it's pretty it's it's witty it's clever it's it's funny you could say and and it's probably probably something a, a normal person would say you know if they were if they were coming coming up on on this type of scenario you're you're noticing that half the people in here are, are people the other half are these weird zombie alien looking things like what the f- what the <laughs> fuck is going on you know, so he, yeah, I, I just, that, that was like probably one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. That and when he goes in the bank. Oh, yeah. And, and he drops the, the, the bubblegum line. That's a just, it's a classic. Oh, like, it popped me, like as a kid, a that popped me huge, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a classic. So F- For me, it was like from the moment he like puts those glasses on until the end. That was your favorite scene? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the whole last half of the movie, the whole last. But when he puts the glasses on, yes, that's my favorite scene until right. the end. Um, actually, one of the things I did see that I read was um, I don't think it was on the thing. I think I read it that at the very end of the movie where he flips off the police at the end, yeah, and he's wishing that his middle finger was like stronger and straighter, and all that went in my mind is that's what she said <laughs> after reading that. But I looked at it like okay. you just got shot. Like you're fighting the good fight. Like you're doing what you can. He's, so. Yeah, he's defiant to the end. Yeah, like, fuck you. You're not taking me, motherfuckers. Yep. Yeah, it was so good. I think I, I was like, I, I didn't think it was a big deal. 
I was I got to say that that when I first watched the movie, that swerve at the end with with uh, Meg, uh, Meg Foster's character, when she when she offs Keith David, I'm like, what? I didn't I didn't see that coming. I obviously it, watching it, you know, every subsequent viewing after that, you you can see the little seeds getting dropped, mm-hmm. you know, the little hints and the clues getting yeah. dropped that she's going to do that. But you know, well, she it, did throw him out a window. Yes, but but it was it, that's again the cleverness of the of the writing of the movie, the screenplay, and everything, because you could say, well, he did kidnap her, and yeah, she thinks he's but, fucking crazy. But it's weird because like she just shows up and she's like looking at him like they're in love or something, and she's like, yeah, that I, that was I a little weird. Killed you, and it's like, okay, where's this coming from? Because you threw him out a window, even well, if he was right, even if she put the glasses on. That's that's why, and he was right. It's just still a weird kind of reaction about it. Like, you'd be like, yeah, I'm kind of an asshole. I'm sorry. But well, she didn't get a chance to say sorry because. I get that. But what I'm saying is when she saw him and she's like, I thought I killed you. The way she's looking at him like she's ready to cry. I just kind of felt like it was too much. It was a little over the top. Okay. And then the fact that she worked at the news station. Yeah, that was kind of a red flag right there, right off the bat. Like, okay, well, she's the whole time probably I'll, in on it. It's like, what is it, channel uh, cable fifty four? Cable fifty four. Yeah. So that obviously that's going to be the cable channel. That <laughs> there's something to do with that. Like, it hints throughout the movie. But yeah, I, I thought like, I don't know. I never trust her. Even as a kid, I didn't like her. <laughs> Maybe because I love Roddy Piper, and I was like, you threw him out a window, you dirty whore. But I didn't like oh. her, didn't trust her. And then as a kid, when I watched the end, I was pissed. Yeah. Well, you never, you, I, I like the way that they actually shoot the whole ending because you don't actually see her shooting Keith David. You, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you see her put the gun to his head and you, you hear the gunshot, but you don't, they cut away. You don't actually see that, which I thought was cool because that's one of those where you don't need the gratuitous no. Shot you can you can you get you get, a, you get, a, you get the point yeah. across just fine, and and I I would say even better without showing it and then you know, you know she's gonna be coming up on Piper, and uh, yeah just that whole thing was like what uh, and even what like a, at the end swerve. when she's like just come inside with me could you can't trust her she just killed your friend right yeah exactly like how can you trust her yeah even if you wanted to even if you decided to like turn back and forget everything you can't trust her exactly so yeah Yeah. he made the right call he did he shot her yes he bang was she the only human that he shot because he was letting yeah yeah, because he He, was letting humans go he was gonna get the the uh the drifter guy yeah the sellout turncoat whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call him they were gonna get him but he he teleported out of there using the little turn gimmick on the watch yep the teleporter he teleported out of there Mm -hmm. but he was gonna get him but but he was i think justified because these people are they're they're not on your side they're traitors to to humanity oh that was one of the other things Uh, doubt humanity was one of the other things that on on the uh, when you when he first puts the glasses on and he's looking at the magazines and the billboards and everything and he's seeing obey consume marry and reproduce watch tv all that stuff. The other one, the one that really stuck out to me was 
was the humanity, the uh, the doubt humanity. I'm like, wow, that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that man talk talk about being a uh, prescient movie with that with that quote. But yeah. Anyway, sorry that that popped in my head. So yeah. Trying to read all the magazines, trying to read everything. It was hard. Yeah, I mean, there's a a lot going on. And then in the banquet scene, too, when we talked about, like, with the people, is humans and these aliens mixed together. At the end of the movie, you're talking about? Yeah, Yeah. at the very Mm -hmm. end. And, you know, you watch that and you, like, think, okay, are they going to just kill them all? Because at that point, they're all working together. They're all all in it for all all the humans that are there in it for the money. You're the guy. Because you can't win anyway. Yeah, you can't win anyway. So and they're all well over the world. It's, it's it's there are no countries. Yeah, there's no countries. They're all over the world. It's a one. They they run. They rule and run everything. We're just cattle to them. Mm-hmm. We're just we're just slaves. They want us marrying and reproducing. So which, they have more slaves. Which what does that say too? So for the humans that they let in and work with, if they're all just cattle. Like, what does that say? Like, uh, to to be one of those people in, it's like, yeah, I'm rich. I'm just rich cattle. I'm like a pet. But they're uh, they're allowed to enjoy and have a good life. Like a pet. That's, but they're, but they're allowed so to So instead of out on the farm working, and have a you good get to life. be a pet. Like, you're a house cat. How are they or being a, dog? a pet? They're, they're, all they do is they... They earn more money, so they go and do more shit. They're just but they're under they their don't, control. But they don't do anything that they want to do. They're yeah, exactly. They're under their control. But they're they have they give them money. They get they let them do what they want to do. They let them be rich. They yeah. let them have you know planes, and they let them do whatever you know whatever they want. Live the good life. Live the good life. Taken care of. You're, you're taken care of. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. So just, what I'm just saying is, don't if, rock the boat. If people are cattle and sheep. Then yes. these people working with them, and if they're like farm animals, yeah, working animals, then that's what I'm saying. The people who are working with them, who have the money, who get what they want, are like the pets, the well-treated pets of these aliens. Because I was just trying to, in my mind, like, okay, well, if, the, if we're all cattle, like, if that's how you think of humans, then how can you really enjoy their company unless it's something like a pet? Look at... I mean, yeah, but, but think about it. It's it's so true because look at how society, look at how we're all conditioned to act. When we are, when you go to an amusement park, you're corralled around. You mm-hmm. have to line up in a little corral. You go to a, the grocery store, you line up. Everything is lined. Now they put fucking arrows on the goddamn floor telling you which way to go and where to walk and where you're allowed to walk, where you're not allowed to walk. What do you, what do you, course we're like cattle we're like sheep yeah. and the, the, that's the absolutely one in me is like fuck that i'm gonna do the opposite that's but that's yeah that's that's how yeah. we are viewed speaking how of we like are amusement treated. parks i had a thought in my head the other day and yes. this is off topic but i was thinking about like rides like roller coasters okay and many people enjoy roller coasters be, but there's that fear and they like that that thrill of fear because of something that could happen and it made me wonder like if no accidents ever happened on amusement rides like the the kind of scary dangerous type ones would there be that fear and then it makes me wonder like are sometimes things manufactured to instill that fear in people 
to give to get them to have that reaction. It was just like a random thought, like they do it on purpose, so it keeps that healthy dose of fear. And kind of like anything, when you think life. that main, uh, amusement park rides are manufactured to keep you afraid? No, to keep that like that little bit of fear that you know, oh, could something happen? It's scary. Why is it scary? Because well, something think, bad could happen I don't while think, you're on it. I don't think that that's. I I don't think that's. I, I think if anything. Maybe some of the stories or urban legends that we hear about maybe things happening from rides are invented and concocted to instill that fear mm-hmm. to add to the experience for some people. But I that, think yeah, that, that's because the- I think a lot of those stories that you hear about, oh, the time the pirate ship went all the way and did a three, like a 720 and kept going around and around and people fell out. Like those kind of stories. I think that's it. that's so that when you go on the pirate ship next time, you're like, oh, is this going to be the time that but it yeah, goes like all the way that, around? Like roller coasters, like yeah. things that happen. And obviously sometimes things happen because people are idiots um, or, or people don't know how to put stuff together like at like the carnivals and stuff Or you there go are to. legitimate accidents. Yeah, and there's, and there's they, accidents. Sure. But it just makes me wonder the, the things that are manufactured, being it just false stories or things done on purpose to to keep people... Just afraid enough. You can still go enjoy it, but you have a little bit of fear. I don't know. That's just a thought that I had. And I guess it kind of plays in with this movie, too, because it's like, you know, being lied to to keep you in control, behaving the way they want you to behave. Well, I mean, we've talked about this a million times on this show. We've mentioned it so many times. You're conditioned to think and act a certain way from the time you're born mm-hmm. you just are that's it yeah oh, especially absolutely. especially anybody born in the last 50 years you've you've been conditioned by television and movies oh you've yeah. been programmed your your parents were programmed that's that's just that's reality and it's trying to break that programming it's but i think exactly. just questioning everything whether it's true or not just putting that question out there and wondering about it is a good way to start to break that programming and like what is real and what's done on purpose once you start to once you realize in my in, for me in my view in my opinion in in my reality what i've come to realize is that it's not just what is the truth or what is fake i should say it's what's real <laughs> that's that's the question you got to ask yeah and that's when you start to realize not much really is that's when it that's when it can be scary if you allow it to be you just ha- i mean for me it's just a matter of un- trying to unlearn everything mm-hmm. that you've learned your if whole you're life you're like trying to reprogram your brain trying to, and yeah. yeah because everything. we we are, they call it program it for a reason it, it's you can you can reprogram your brain. You mm-hmm. can you can do that kind of stuff. It's yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibility. That was like one of it's the first things I did uh, with hypnotherapy for the first script I wrote was yeah. to work on reprogramming. Yeah, my mind. Yeah, I mean because well, that's the thing, and those are, those are things that they're not really talked about much because they don't want you to know that. Mm-mm. Nobody wants you to know that. They don't. I mean, they don't you want can to be, change for the better. Yeah, they don't want that to be common knowledge or anything. They don't want you to know that you. All you have to do is politely decline. Hint, hint. Just That's, say no. Just say no. That's for that. You can take that for what you will. 
they, they don't want you to know that that's really all you have to do. No, of course not. But that is all you have to do. Just, yeah. Just say no and just, just say no. Just realize that we were taught that back in the eighties. Just, just say re- no. Realize that you are in control. Nobody can control you. People can coerce you. People can try to manipulate you. People will try to manipulate you. But just realize that as long as you know that you are the one that's in control, no one can touch you. You're good. Again, like that's true for hypnotherapy. It's so difficult to realize that and come to that realization. But it's the truth. You're you're in control of yourself. Nobody you controls you. You can't control you. what's around you. You can control yourself. And yep. with hypnotherapy, it's like that's one thing I tell people all the time who are new to it. You're in control. There is nothing I can say. If you don't want to do something, you won't do it. Right. Because yeah. you're in control. I, I'm a guide, but it's like I can't coerce you. I can't talk you into it. Like it's just... Either you're like, it's all on you if you want to do something or not. And it's just so true in life that you are in control and we all have choices. We might not like the choices that we have, but you have the choice and the ability to choose. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So do we want to do some reviews? Yeah. Why don't we, why don't we go to IMDB and read some of these user reviews? Let's see here. We've got. It's. I mean, the movie itself gets a 7.3 out of 10 rating, which is pretty freaking high for IMDb. That's pretty good. Now, it looks like we've got... I'm going to go to the one-star reviews. Okay. I, I, they must have updated this because uh, it's, it's a little different setup now, which I kind of like. You can actually go and filter by the uh, stars. Here we go. I'm going to go with uh, Jeff Haas, February 14th, 2000. He gave it a one-star review. And he titled his review, Somehow It's a Cult Classic. Oh. All right. Let's hear what this gentleman has to say. I finally got around to renting this on DVD after hearing so much about it from sources that I considered reliable. Normally, I'm a fan of John Carpenter, but this movie is really weak. Slow, long, dull, with really stupid characters. Carpenter seems to know he's only got enough story to fill a half-hour Twilight Zone episode. So he stretches every single scene to the maximum. He can't show a guy walking up to a building, then cut to him inside. No, he has to slowly pan with him as he walks down the sidewalk and up to the door. Then we cut inside and watch as he walks through the door and looks around. Slowly. I guess if I saw this when I was 14, it would have been fun. Good thing DVDs have fast forward buttons. That way I got to the predictable ending much sooner. If I had to guess this person was born after... Like, like, in, like the year 2000 or later. This person wrote this review February 14th, 2000. Oh. I said that already. Oh, I didn't hear 2000. <laughs> yes. My mistake. Yes. I'm like, no, you can't be a child of the 80s. Let's see. He didn't like it, so that's okay. I mean, like, the, the stuff he's saying about uh, uh, the movie, the way it was shot and everything, what he's talking about, okay, I guess I could see that, but... At the same time, though, what for the story, it made sense the way it was shot, the way it was done, because the character is trying to figure out what's going on. He's trying to on. grasp he's trying everything. To, he's, trying to, he's trying to sneak into a place. He's trying to be 
quiet and he's got to walk slow. He's trying to comprehend he's what the hell's be, going on. Yeah, he's trying. He's kind of investigating. In. He's trying yeah. not to be noticed. So I, I can see. Yeah, all right. He he has a gripe. That's fine. It is what it is. No, not everybody's gonna like the movie. I actually like reading the one star reviews for movies I like because I want to see how do you, how do you not like this? I like to hear these opposing views. And then there's me telling them why they're wrong. <laughs> of course. All right. So, Dead on Arrival. Another one star review here by Moon Spinner fifty five. This was left on January fifteenth, two thousand six. Rock bottom science fiction thriller from director John Carpenter, who also adapted the screenplay from Ray Nelson's short story under a pseudonym. Concerns aliens disguised as humans taking over a large city. Thank goodness for the thoughtful drifter who ambles into town and sniffs out the mystery. Real-life wrestling star Rowdy Roddy Piper actually does the outlandish material a favor by playing it so low-key, but Carpenter never did show a talent for handling actors, and everyone in this cast comes off looking bad. C-players Meg Foster, Keith David, George Buckflower, and Jason Robards III are strictly on their own, stuck with a script which is a grab bag of sci-fi cliches. No stars from... One, two, three, four. So, okay. So out of four stars, this guy gives it no stars. I get it. I like how people make their own rating system on IMDb cool. reviews. It's pretty cool. Got to say. <laughs> It's, it's so, how many out of 10? No, uh, I, I'm going to make my own. W- would you like a more recent yes. one star rated? Okay. Here's a here's one from Animal Nut 67691 from September 17th, 2019. Another one star. Stupid, even when I watched it as a teenager. I came across this movie in my search for horror flicks to add to my want to watch list. I honestly couldn't believe my eyes when I saw the high, the rating... The high the ratings for this monumentally ridiculous excuse for a horror film. It was mind-boggling to say the least. I remember watching this when I was a teen. The only thing that made it bearable then was our ability to find humor in the appalling acting, cheesy one-liners, and unbelievably low-budget so-called special effects. It was stupid then and, and an utter joke now. I've never been much of a Carpenter fan, but that doesn't mean I won't give credit where credit's due. I thought The Thing was a masterpiece. I agree with that. But unfortunately for John, I think They Live is something he'll never live down. But I don't think it's a horror movie. And maybe that's where the confusion is. This is more of like a sci-fi action I mean, yeah, Carpenter called it an action movie. Yeah. Uh, IMDb listed as an action horror sci-fi thriller. It doesn't come off as... I I never considered considered it a horror movie. I didn't either. uh, So I'm not really sure where horror... I don't know if it's just because it's it's John Carpenter, and that's why I wonder if that's what people I, are I expecting. Know. It could be, yeah, it could very well be. I mean, you have actors and and directors that are associated with certain genres of films, so yeah, it could very well be. I mean, did you when when Arnold Schwarzenegger did his first comedy, were people ex you know what were people expecting? You, I'm sure you had people that hated it because they wanted him to just go and shoot people and you know whatever be the Terminator again. So I don't know. How about we jump all the way to the other end of the spectrum? Sure. And we'll do a couple more reviews here. Let's what end on get? a positive note yeah. with some folks that probably love the movie more than you. Well, actually, I don't know if that's possible. But <laughs> anything's right. possible. Anything is. Oh, look at this. From February 3rd, 2020, Eric Van Sagelen. 
gave this 10 out of 10 stars. More relevant than ever. This movie resonates in 2020 as hard as it can. Watch and learn, millennials. All right. Short, sweet, to the point. Here's another one. 10 out of 10. From Bit4Byte, July 18th, 2020. This movie could be called The Great Awakening 101. People who are asleep have no idea how incredibly aggressive they will fight to remain ignorant of how they are unwittingly harming their own family, friends, favorite celebrities, and loved ones. This movie is not the amaz- is not the amazing because hold on. I have to correct the way this is so It's not only amazing. This movie is not that amazing because typical reasons like amazing visuals, blockbuster budget, etc. Uh okay. What makes this movie deserve 10 stars is because of its massive value in helping humanity break free from the shackles holding them back. Which, like an insane person, they are fighting with all their energy to remain in the fantasy world that they live in so that they do not have to face the disturbing reality of what is really going on in the world we live in. Okay. Are there any older ones? Let's see. I've got one from 2004. Anything? How how old do you want me to go? I've got another 2004, 2001, 2019, another 2020. What's the 2019? Let's see. Just look. They're everywhere. Buy, consume, and reproduce by Unique Particle. August 14th, 2019. 10 out of 10 stars. My fifth favorite movie ever. And 400th review on here. I'll probably either get hate or love, but I am a conspiracy theorist, and I believe everything about this masterpiece. There's so much profoundness in it and extremely important metaphors. I feel bad for anyone who doesn't believe something bizarre about Earth. Even if it's not aliens, we're definitely all being brainwashed. Also, I love everything about Roddy Piper and his expressions. So happy to own a collector's edition of They Live. Very much worth it. Quite unique and wonderful film. And let's do like a 2000, 2001. Here's one from Carl Erickson. October 17, 2001. 10 out of 10 stars, maybe the bravest film ever made. In this day and age when yuppies rule the world, it is indeed a brave thing making a movie which depicts them as alien non-humans slaughtering mankind when not enslaving it. The truth is, of course, that the yuppies are just lackeys, which in this film only applies to the humans joining the aliens and not to the aliens themselves. Nevertheless, what a wonderful brave film. Took a long time for Carpenter before he recovered from this one, it appears. He still isn't back amongst the moneymakers. But with this film, he has left a legacy of awe. Mankind enslaved by market economy, brainwashed to stupidity. That's what this film is about. Oh, how I wish it was so simple as only putting on some special sunglasses as in this film and then see what everything is about. Honors for bravery to Carpenter for doing this. Tremendous. Let's do one more. Another one? One more before we wrap it up. Okay. (laughs) 10 out of 10 stars from Nkishudak, October 25th, 2020. I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Consume, marry, and reproduce. Obey. 40 years since we heard these lines and more actual than ever. Here, here. There you go. And there you have it. Put on the glasses, damn it. That's how I'm going to end this today. Put on the glasses. Wake up. Don't See obey. what's going on. Say no. 
Just say no. Don't comply. Don't consent. And just live your life and be happy and realize what is real. Sounds is reasonable. Yeah. yeah. So, without any further ado, do you want to once again let everybody know what's going to be coming out here in a couple of days so that they can be on the lookout for it? Yeah, so bonus episode, there's going to be a watch along to They Live. You're just going to hear us. Talking. Talking while we're watching the movie. Yeah. So if you have it on streaming if it's on one of the streaming services i'm not sure if it is on any currently right now or not uh or if you own the dvd itself or the blu-ray we watched it on the blu-ray mm-hmm. feel free to yeah, watch it yeah i don't know if us. on streaming if it gets edited or anything so if you have it, blu-ray i don't awesome. think i don't think so i'm pretty sure that i mean it, there's nothing really in, well yeah true nowadays you never know but uh, i don't think there's anything in there really that it's con- that contra- well, I mean, I guess the whole movie is controversial. I still trust the tangible <laughs> items. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. So, anyhow, so check out, check that out. Be on the lookout for that. That'll be out either uh, uh, Friday or Saturday. So check it out. Mm-hmm. But until next time, put on the glasses. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous. Amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Home Wrecker podcast. <laughs>